0: Om Purna Madhav Purna Midham Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Bhadrayanam Sutra Bhashyakruta Vande Bhagavanta Nanda, Namashe Sankara, Guru Padam Bujan Guru
1: Padam Bujan Money,
0: Sabila Samaha Moha,
1: Sabila Samaha Moha,
0: Grahagra Seika Kermane.
2: The, this is the idea that all the verses now seek to convey that Atma cannot become the object of knowledge. Na meaning anuha atmane. <coughs> there is none who can know the Atma because there is, none, there is no know other than Atma nor there is knowledge other than Atma and therefore Atma is unknown natu So a thing can be unknown either because it is not there or because it is not knowable. Not never in the sense that it cannot become the object of perception, it cannot become the object of mind, it cannot be objectified. So something that cannot be objectified also is unknown, and something that does not exist also is unknown. Atma is unknown. Is it because it does not exist? Answer is no. It is not that it does not exist. It is unknown because it cannot become the object of knowledge. And an illustration was given there, Madhuriya, subhavanam, just as, or such things as honey, which are sweet by nature and which impart their sweetness to other substances like chickpeas, etc. <clears throat> the honey doesn't require any other substance to impart sweetness to itself because it is sweet by nature, and there is nothing other than honey which is sweet in the sense that if honey is representative of what we call sweet then that is the nature of the the honey itself is sweet by nature there is nothing other than honey which is sweet which can make honey sweeter and here by honey we mean honey, jaggery, sugar, everything else which is a substance of the sweet better example was perhaps fire that fire is hot by nature and therefore fire does not require anything else to make it hot nor is there anything else other than fire which is the nature of heat which can make it fire, make fire hot So also atma is the nature of consciousness, awareness. And therefore there is no reason for atma for anything to impart. Nothing can impart awareness to atma. Because atma doesn't need awareness being imparted to it. No, there is anything other than atma which is awareness and therefore, There is none other than atma which is the nature of knowledge. And knowledge being the very nature of atma, there is no need for knowledge to be imparted to atma. So just as... Fire cannot be burned by itself, just as honey cannot become the object of sweetness because it imparts sweetness. Honey is there because of which sweetness is, and therefore honey cannot become the object of sweetness. And so, so, Atma is there because of which all the Anubhava or knowledge is, and therefore itself cannot become the object of Anubhava, object of experience. sham just as honey, jaggery, etc. are sweet by nature without the need for anyone else to impart sweetness to them. Just as fire is hot by nature without anything else to impart heat to fire. And so also maabhuttatha anubhavyatvam bodha atma and so also atma so is the nature of bodha or knowledge and so even though it is not the object of knowledge still that it is of the nature of knowledge that cannot be denied. <coughs> meaning atma is self-effulgent nor can anything, it is not that, not that anything can illumine atma but atma does not need to be illumined a ghata, an object like a pot needs to be illumined by a lamp but lamp does not need to be illumined by anything else so question can be how is the ghata known? it is known because the light of lamp illumines how is the lamp known? it is known because illumination is its very nature. How is a part known? Because Atma, which is awareness, illumines it. How is Atma known? Because it is awareness. And so, Atma is self-fulfilling. And therefore, it doesn't become the object of knowledge of anything else. <coughs> and the self effulgence of Atma nor does it have to become. You don't have to know Atma just as you know part. So, ghata is known objectively as something different from me. In that manner, Atma cannot be known and it doesn't have to be known you don't have to know atma as something different from you because that very attempt will will frustrate you so that atma i am self-effulgent self-evident in that way atma has to be known <coughs> and that self that atma is self-effulgent that is being uh, justified here by various quotations from Shruti. The Yukti has been provided, now the Shruti is being provided. That's the style here. That first the reasoning is provided, and then to support the reasoning, Shruti or the Upanishad is quoted in several verses. <coughs> Says verse 16.
1: Swayan bhavatyesha
2: Purosma
0: smart
2: bhasa tekila, Puro
1: smart bhasa
2: Tamevabhanta man beti,
1: Tamevabhanta
2: bhaasa jagata,
1: bhaasa
2: These are all direct quotations from the Shruti, which Tigadara quotes. The sentences actual sentences and we find that the the author has taken those very words Swam Jyotihi Bhavati First sentence It comes from Atrayam Purusha Swam Jyotir Bhavati Brahudhar upanishad the famous dialogue between Yagnavalky and Janaka where Janaka asks this question Kin Kin Jyotrayam Purushaha. So, jyotihidara is vyavahara sadhakam. What is it because of which the vyavahara of this purusha goes on? What is it because of vyavahara or the transactions of this man goes on? Man is anybody. It is that, in, in what light? Or because of which the man is, he goes out, he does, goes about his business and returns. In what light does he do all this? Meaning, what is vyavahara sadhakam? What is it because of which the vyavahara of the man is possible? And the answers are given, a series of answers is given, For so says it is in the light of sun that this man is, he goes out, does his business, does shopping and come back. But what when the sun is not there? What when the sun sets? In what light does this man do this vihara? He says in the light of moon. Okay, in the light of moon he is here, goes out, does his business and returns. What when the moon is not there? Then in the light of torch, in the light of fire, then he goes out, conducts his business and returns. What when even the light is not there, when the fire is not there? Then in the light of speech, it is because of the speech or the sound. By sound he conducts his vyavahara, meaning when I hear the sound then I can follow in that direction. So if two people are going in, in pitch darkness, one is tra- walking behind another one, then the one who follows can follow the previous one by the sound so sabdaha or the sound or the words also become the means for I mean accomplishing vyavahara but what when even the sound is not there what when even the speech is not there but have you found anybody doing vyavahara without speech he says yes in the dream this man performs does all kinds of business without even the organ of speech because we find he is not talking and still, he seems to experience and does a lot of things in the dream. Then it said Atrayam Purushaha Jyotir bhavati." means Swapna In the state of dream, I am Purushaha. This fellow, this person, swam Jyotir Bhavadi. This man is swam Jyotir. Atma is swam Jyoti, Self effulgent. In the dream, it is what is the light in which the dream Vyavahara is carried out? In the light of Atma. Because there the sun is not there, moon, fire, none of the sources of light is there, nor is there speech also. And even then, all the vyavahara is carried out in the dream. In what light? In the light of the self. Thus the dream, exam- these, the dream experience is analyzed there, or dream experience is employed there to establish the self-effulgence of Atma. Atma is self-effulgence, whether it is in waking or dream or deep sleep. But since the waking state, there are many other sources of illumination, like sun, moon, etc. It may not be very clear, or it may not be simple, perhaps, or easy enough for one to appreciate the self-fulfillance of atma. Therefore, dream experience is pointed out. Because there we know that none of the conventional sources of light is there. And still, everything is illumined. And without the sources of light also, the vyavara goes on. And so, it is in which, whose light does the vyavara go on? in the light of the Self. <coughs> then the verse is Purosmaat Bhāsate Akhilat asmat Akhilat Puraha Bhāsate asmat Akhilat Puraha Before the entire creation, Bhāsate He shines. So that comes from the other statement from Uttara Uttaratāpani Upanishad Sarvasta sarvasmat puratah Subibhatam Asmat sarvasmat purataha purataha means before. Before this entire creation. Asmat sarvasmat. Asmad that which is which is perceived. This whole this karyakarana this whole jagat or the creation. Asmat sarvasat before this creation, Purataha Suvhatam. Brahmanaratma Tattva is that which is shining even before this whole creation. So before the whole creation started shining Even then, also, Atma was shining. Meaning that Atma does not require anything else to illuminate. Therefore, Atma is self-effulgent. If Atma, the self, needed something else to illuminate, then when nothing else is there, Atma cannot shine. Like a pot, for example, requires other light in order to illumine. If that light is not there, a pot cannot be illumined, cannot be known. Similarly, also, if Atma needed something else, in order to reveal itself, then when there is nothing else where Atma cannot reveal had Atma been dependent upon something else for its ref, self-revelation. But no, even when nothing is Atma signs that shows that Atma is Swayam Jodhi. Aneja dekam amanaso nainat deva apnavan puro Ishava se Upanishad also describes in a different way. He says, the gods cannot catch up with him. puro Marsha, because he was there before. So, these gods or the devatas could not catch up with Atma Deva. Why? Because he was already there before them. The gods means all the organs of perception. They cannot catch Atma, because Atma is already there. Meaning, only when the Atma is first established. When I is first established, then alone the organs of perception of the mind can be active. For them to perceive, Atma must be first there. I must be there first to illumine them and then alone they can perform their vyavahara. <coughs> and that is what is said in the next one. Tameva bhantam anvedi tad bhasa jagata Tameva bhantam anvedi means anubhate Sarvam tasya bhasa sarvam vidam vivhati Tameva bhantam anubhati sarvam this entire creation, anubhāti, shines after. Bhantam, That one shining This entire creation shines after. What is this shining after? Anu. Anuate anu, your anu, anubhāti. Anubhāti means... Anu means what? One meaning of the anu is paschāt. So shines after. But that's not the meaning here. For example, rāmaha gacchati Lakshmanaha Anugachadi or Gachantam Ramam Lakshmanaha Anugachadi. Rama is going and Lakshmana goes behind. We may say. So Ramaha Gachadi, Lakshmanaha Anugachadi. When we say that, then Lakshmana no doubt follows Rama, but Lakshmana is not dependent upon Rama for his going. Lakshmana is walking independently. So Rama is also independent. Lakshmana also is independent. So, if Anu is interpreted as Paschat, after, then it can create a sense that just as Rama goes and Lakshmana goes after, he goes after all right, but still he goes on his own. He is also independent of Rama. So, when we say that Atma shines and the creation shines after, then one may feel that the creation has its own own sattva and Atma is shining ahead and creation is shining after. It's not that kind of thing. Therefore, the second part explains, the second half. Tasya bhāsa, sarvamidam vibhāti What is meant by anubhāti? What is meant by shining after? Shining after means, tasya bhāsa, bhāsa is the third case of bhāha. So tasya bhāsa, by the light of that, sarvamidam vibhāti All of this shines by the light of that. So anubhāti doesn't mean shines independently, but it shines after the light of ātmā, meaning the whole creation shines in the borrowed light. Atma is self-effulgent, and everything else shines in borrowed light. <coughs> all of the Shrutis, all the statements of Upanishad, Bodhiyamati, the the, they teach us. The Atma is self-effulgent, this is what all the Shrutis teach <coughs> Then, next, the teacher points out how Atma cannot become the object of knowledge. That Atma is self-evulgent, effulgent right, but just because it is self-evulgent, does it mean it cannot be known? He says, yes, it is effulgent and cannot become the object of knowledge, cannot be objectified. Yenidam sarvam vijanadi tam are from a dialogue, this statement from the dialogue of Yajnivalke and Maitreyi. Varyagnya is giving upadesha to Mahitraiv. Says, sarvam That by which one knows all of this, that by which one knows all of this, Tam how to know that one? How to know that one by which one knows this all? Who is tam tam sakshinam, that witness, on account of whom if one knows all of this? vijaniyat kena vijaniyat kaha vijnata vijaniyat who can be the knower who can know him who is the witness of everything and on account of which witness everything is known that witness can be known by whom by what means of knowledge can that witness be known meaning the witness cannot be known by any means of knowledge because for a means of knowledge to be there that very knower must be first there for me, to employ my means of knowledge, meaning mind or intellect or, or sense organs, I must first be there. That is what is meant by saying that he is there before everything else. That before need not be in terms of time. But before is in terms of that he exists and everything exists after. It is the adhisthanam, everything else is superimposed. And so the after, we can say the snake signs after the rope. Meaning that only when the rope is the snake is. The rope draws its existence from the snake, draws also its furti from the snake, and that is what is meant by anubhati. And so also, how can a snake, can the snake ever know the rope? Cannot. Because when the snake tries to know the rope, the snake is no more there. Well, that's another way of looking at it. But the point is that tam sakshinam, <coughs> that sakshi or the witness, with what means will you know? With what means will one know? That witness. Vignyataram arē kēna vijāniyāt arē arē maitrei he vijñātāram kēna vijāniyāt By what will one know? The very knower. How can one know the knower? With what means will one know? That very knower. By no means can one know. Meaning there is no means of knowledge such as mind or the sense organs by which one can know the very knower. <coughs> idvākyam ārthataha paṭhati Nādu ārthataha The meaning of the same sentence is given in the verse 17.
1: yene <clears throat>
0: <speaking in Hebrew> yene vignataram kena vidyād vignataram kena
1: vidya ke
0: shaktam sadhanam shaktam sadhanam
2: yena janate sarvam yena which or by whom idam sarvam janate one knows all of this tam kēna anyena janatam that witness how can one know that witnessed by something else? Vignataram <coughs> Kenavidya. <coughs> how can one know the Vignataram? The very vignatā, the very knower? Shaktam Vedya to <tu> Sadhanam. Sadhanam to Shaktam. Sadhanam means the sense organs of perception or the mind. Vedya Shaktam. That is only capable of knowing something that is knowable. But Atma who is not knowable, how can he be known? That is the Yenadam Janade Saram. That is being explained here. Yena means Yena Sakshi Chaitanya Rupena Atmana Idam Sarvam Drushyadam Janade Pranana Janade is plural of Gnya Tam Sakshanam Atmanam Anyena Kenasakshya Bhutena Jadena Janatam Avagacche Pumam Sahaydi Yena Sakshi Chaitanya Rupena Atmana So the one, you and I know this creation, in in what light? By the light of the self, who is Sakshi Chaitanya, consciousness in the form of Sakshi. Well, he can't be called Sakshi also, which also we have pointed out a number of times, that Sakshi also is a relative name with reference to Sakshi, what is witness So he just called Sakshi, in fact, what he is, is nothing but Chaitanya, this knowledge. He Sakshi Chaitanya, Rupena, Atmana, Atma is the nature of Chaitanyam Sakshi Idam Sarvam Drishijatam janate praninah In the light of which Atma beings know this this entire creation. Tam Sakshram Atmanam Anyena Kena Saksha Hutena Jarena Janatam. Now what is what else is there? Other than Sakshi which is Chaitanyam everything else is going to be what? Jadam? There's only one Chaitanya, namely Sakshi, the witness. Everything else is Jadam. Mind also is Jadam. Jadam means para That which requires something else to illumine. is called mind. Jadam. So mind is Jadam. Sense organs are also jada So everything other than Atma is Jadam. How can the jada or the inner thing, Illumine the conscious thing? Cannot. That's why it said Anyena. Kena Sakshya Bhutena. Atma is Sakshi everything is sakshyam saksham means the object of witness <coughs> as as is said in famous verse rupam drushyam lochanam druk tad drushyam druktumanasam drushya dhivrutya sakshi drugeva natu drushyate says rupam drushyam lochanam druk rupam is the form or a color color is drushyam the object of knowledge and who is the knower the eyes lochanam dudruk eyes are the knower and the colors are known the eyes stand for all the organs of perception meaning all the objects shabdas, parsha, all of them are drushyaha meaning all of them are objects of knowledge and they are known or perceived by eyes, so organs of perceptions such as eyes but then eyes themselves are the object of knowledge rupam drushyam lochanam druk, tad drushyam tad lochanam drushyam even the lochana of the eye also is drushyam Druk tu manasam Who is the witness of the eye? Druk means the witness of so the knower is manasam Mind is the knower and the eyes are the object of knowledge What is the mind the ultimate knower? drushyaha dhivrutyaha Even the thoughts of the mind are also drushyaha They are also objects of knowledge Then who is? drushyaha dhivrutyaha Sakshi Drugeva Then there is Sakshi A witness of even The thoughts of the mind Alright This witness is known by what? So colors etc. are known by the eyes Eyes are the knower Eyes are known by the mind Mind is the knower Mind is Illumined again by the witness Witness is the knower What is it that illimits the witness? Drugeva Natu Drushyade. The Sakshi The witness is he is merely the knower. He can never be known. Meaning, he never never becomes the object of knowledge. And therefore, everything other than Atma is Drushyam. Jadam. Saksyam. Meaning, the, that which is witnessed. Kena saksya janatam And so, that Atma can be known by what? Because whatever else is, is nothing but Jadam. Inert is that which is witnessed. And so, how can Atma, which is Consciousness, be known by anything other, other anything else, which is chadam? Pumamsa avagacchayu, Pumamsa means people. How can the people know Atma? By sense organs of the mind. Asya vākya se taatpariyama hai. That very same vākya, the second line, gives you taatpariyam. Vignataram kena vidyā. Vijñātāram drusya jāt Kena means drishya bhūtena, vidyāt, vijāniyāt. Vignātāram, the second case of vignātra. Vignātra means the knower. Kena, Kena is instrument instrumental case. That means that, Kena, by what instrument? Kena drishya bhūtena, vidyāt, vijāniyāt. Atma is a very Vignata of the knower. How can that knower be known by anything else which is Jaram which is there's no way that you can know him. meaning that Atma cannot be known by anything else. <coughs> it cannot be known by anything else, it cannot be known by anyone else also. <coughs> then a question is asked, as you said earlier, this nayayikas are those who believe that Atma can also be known. Because according to them, Atma is endowed with such attributes as Sukha, Dukha, Ragha, Dvesha, etc. And they can be known by the mind. So they believe that Atma can be known by the mind. Mind cannot be known by the mind. Mind is atomic in size and it cannot be known. The presence of mind is inferred. However, Atma can be known by the mind, so they say. Therefore the question is asked, NANU MANASA why not we say that the Self of the Atma will be known by the mind? One will know the Atma by the mind. it asankhya ah. with that question, he says shaktam <coughs> sadhanam tu jnana sadhanam tu manah vedye jnato vise shaktam shaktam vedye tu sadhanam sadhanam means what? means means gnana sādhanam, the means of knowledge, meaning manah, Mind which is sādhanam, karanam, or the means of knowledge. vedya shaktam, what is the capability of the mind? Mind has its reach in what? What we call vedyam. Vedyam is gnata vishaya shaktam. Mind is only capable of knowing the objects which are knowable. Mind cannot know that which is not knowable. Meaning that mind is extrovert. And so the realm of mind is, mind is, only with reference to objects which can be objectified. So jñāta vivaśe samarsam jñātari ātmane But that mind does not have a scope in knowing Atma who is a very knower, who uses the mind to know. Just as eyes, I mean, you know, by telescope, we cannot see the eyes. By telescope, I can't see the eyes. Eyes are those which see behind the telescope. And so by telescope I can never expect to see the eyes. And so also mind is like that. Telescope is directed to objects other than eyes. Telescope is directed away from the eyes. Similarly, also the mind is directed to objects other than the self. Mind is directed away from the self. And by that mind, how can we ever expect to know the self? <coughs> Therefore it <is> said manastu jnatavishtam samasam natu jnatari atmani that mind is capable of knowing objects other than itself or objects which are knowable, objectifiable, but not Atma. Kathopanishad says It cannot be known by the speech Meaning, it cannot be described by the speech, nor can it be known by the mind, nor can it be seen by the eyes. And so, Atma cannot be objectified. It can't be described, cannot be seen, cannot be thought of. <coughs> okay. So, Atma cannot become the object of knowledge by the mind. How about Atma knowing itself? That's the it. Bauddhas. They say that Atma is samvedya. That Atma can know itself. That self-knowability is there in Atma. Svasamvedyatvam is there in Atma. This is what the Bauddhas believe. Now that is the answer in the last sentence there. If you say that Atma knows itself, then Atma becomes a knower also, and Atma becomes known also. They say, Atma knows himself. Atma knows, meaning what? Atma is knower. Knows himself, meaning what? Atma is known. Meaning, Atma should simultaneously become the knower and the known. And that is not possible because knower is ever knower and known is ever known. Yushmat is ever yushmat, asmat is ever asmat and they are mutually exclusive. And so, karma kartrutvavirodhatsha there will be what we call a contradiction of karma and karta. So, karta excludes karma, karma excludes karta. Both of them are mutually exclusive. (coughs) And therefore, there cannot be what we call swasamvedyatvam. And therefore, atma cannot be known by atma, atma cannot be known by the mind, atma cannot be known by the sense organs. Therefore, atma can never be known, just as the ghatapata is known. Atmanaha suprakasha tveva, so vet tivedyam, netsatasya stiveta, anjadeva tadvida, afo avidada, he, itivakya duembi, pramanavidhi, tadvakya duem, asat of patati. That Atma is unknowable because it is suprakasha. So Atmanaha suprakasha tveva, that Atma is self for that a sent a statement from Svetashvatar Upanishad sa vetty Najatasyasti naca tasyastivetta sa vedyam sa atma vedyam vetty the self knows everything that is knowable naca but there is nobody who is a knower of the atma tasya vetta veta nasti there is no one who knows the atma atma knows everything but there is no one who knows him. This is what Shvetashvatara says, and anya devata atho avidhat adhi keno prnisha says who is Atma anya devata because na tatra chakshur gacchati na vaag gacchati na mana na vidma na vijanima. That's the teacher says we don't know how else anybody else can also. Uh, teach or unfold this Atma before their disciples other than the way we have done how how did the teacher of Kenopanishad unfold the Atma or reveal Atma shrutrasya shrutram manasaha manaha vachoha vacham so he is the the ear of the ear and the mind of the mind the speech of the speech that's not the way of describing he asked you what is Atma and you are saying Atma is the mind of the mind and the speech of the speech and the you know, ear of the ear he says, well, how else can I describe Chakshur Because, the eyes do not reach there. The speech of the words also do not have reached there. Nor the mind. We do not know. We do not understand. How else can this be imparted? There is no other way of imparting knowledge of Atma, other than this. All right, anyhow you tell me. How can I dwell upon a sentence and how can I come to know? Anyadeva tadviditat, atho aviditat adhi. Then this Agama Vakya is quoted. Tad Brahma viditat anyadeva. That Brahman is different from viditam, that which is known. Atho aviditat adhi. And it is different from the unknown. these two sentences api, Pramanam. These two Vakyas also say. How atma is self-effulgent at the same time cannot become the object of knowledge. So the teacher believes that these two statements of the Shruti also are the, the Pramanam or the, the Vakyas revealing the self-effulgence of Atma. And with that in mind, those two sentences are, are quoted here or read here with reference to their meaning. <coughs> In the verse 18 <coughs> saveti vedyam tat sarvam nanyas tasyasti vedita vidita vidita tat Prathad bodhasvarupakam Prathad
1: bodhasvarupakam
2: Savetti vedyam tat sarvam Saha tat sarvam vedyam vedy He knows everything, all that which is knowable. Naanya tasyasti vedita But there is no one else who knows him. He knows everything, but then no one knows him. Vidita, vidita, bhyam tat. That, Tad vidita, vidita, bhyam, man, that Brahman is different from the Viditam and the Abhiditam. Brahma, that Brahman which is the nature of both of the knowledge is different from the Vidita and the Avidam. <coughs> Says the Trika Gala. So, Atma Yad Yad Vedyam Tatsasarvam Vedyam Veti. Yad Yad Vedyam. Whatever is knowable. Tattat sarvam vedyam vetti. That all of that is known by the Atma. Meaning Atma knows everything that is knowable. By knows we mean Atma illumines. When we say Atma is Sakshi, it means what? Avabhasakaha. Atma is the one who illumines everything. Sakshi doesn't mean he is witness in the primary sense. He is Avabhasakaha. He is a very illuminator. Svayam prakashaha. Meaning he is self effulgent para prakāsya, para prakāsya hai not depending upon anything else to illuminate so these are the three qualifications of atma atma is a witness who is self-effulgent who, who illumines everything and who does not depend upon anything for its own effulgence that will exclude all other sources like sun can be called a self-effulgent all right but sun itself depends upon something else to illuminate that what is it? it depends upon the eyes of the the light of the eyes to know the sun is illumined by the light of the eyes eyes again depend upon the mind mind again depends upon the awareness and therefore even such objects as I mean such objects of illumination such as sun and moon also are known to some other light and therefore you cannot call them self-effulgent whereas atma is self-effulgent para-prakāsakaha para-vabhāsakaha he illumines everything and doesn't require anything else to illumine that. <coughs> so, atma yadyat vedyam tat sarvam vedyam vedti means what? Prakashade Whatever there is, atma illumines. You can say atma knows everything because wherever a knower is, there is also atma. Atma alone is the knower everywhere and therefore as a knower shining in the hearts of everything, everyone he knows everything. That way or inasmuch as, Atma is the nature of awareness he eliminates all forms of knowledge and that way also he knows everything tasya atmanha verita, gnata, anyo, however, there is no one who is verita or gnata, the knower of that Atma <coughs> that shows that Atma doesn't require any other knower see, when I know something that means that I am illumining that the knower always eliminates the known. When I am the knower, when I know the objects, then I am the one who eliminates those objects. Because my eyes eliminate the colors and the forms, then alone they can be known. My ears eliminate the sounds, then alone they can be known. And again in turn, the sense organs are eliminated by the mind, and they again are illumined by I, and therefore, in effect, I am the one who eliminates everything meaning the knower eliminates the known but can the known eliminate the knower the answer is no that's what he say there I am the one who eliminates them all but they do not eliminate me then I am alone there I am the only of the nature of illumination <coughs> and so there is none who is the knower of the Atman? <coughs> then Vidita Vidha Bhyam Tat Prasak Bodhas Surupakam Tat is Tat Bodhas Surupakam Brahman. That Brahman which is of the nature of Bodha or the knowledge. Vidita Vidha Anyat. What is Viditam? Viditam Gnyane Vishayikritam. Viditam means that which is known. Vid means to know, and the past participle is Vidita. That which is known. Vidikriya vyaptam. So, that which is pervaded by the, the act, act of knowing. Meaning that which becomes the object of knowledge is called viditam. vishayikritam. That which is objectified or illumined or pervaded by knowledge. Atma is not viditaha. Why is he not viditaha? Because he is a very veta. He is a very drashta. Therefore, he himself cannot become the object of knowledge of anything else or anyone. So, he is never Vidita. Does it mean that he is avidita? If Atma is not known, does it, mean, does it mean that Atma is unknown? No, we will not say that Atma is unknown. See, we do not say that Atma is Vidita or known. Because he is a very knower. He is a knower of drashta everywhere. And therefore, a drashta cannot become drusya, the object of knowledge. Therefore, we say that Atma is different from vidita. When it say Atma is different from vidita, it is meant that Atma is Veta. He is a very knower. He is a very witness. <coughs> Does it mean that Atma is a unknown? We will not say Atma is unknown. What is unknown? Unknown is that which requires a knowledge to illumine. Like a part can be unknown and part unknown part can become known when it is illumined by sunlight by the light of my eyes then an unknown part can become known does atma fall in the category of unknown we say no unknown is that which requires something else to illumine to make it known atma is not atma is other than unknown because atma is what self effulgent and therefore does not require anything else to illumine that (coughs) So Vidita Danyat, when it is said Atma is different from vidita, Atma is different from that which is known, what is meant is, Atma is the very nature of knower. And when it is said, Avidita Danyat, meaning different from avida, then it is meant that Atma is self-effulgent, and therefore doesn't require anything else to eliminate. So if Atma is unknown when we say, that also is not right. Unknown is that which can become known when illumined. Atma is not unknown. It is self-fulfilled and therefore known also. Would you then say Atma is known? <coughs> we won't say Atma is known also. Because by known you will mean that known is different from knower. So Atma is not different from knower and therefore we don't call it known. So what do you call it known? Vijitam is that which is different from knower. We won't say Atma is known because he is, he is he is the very knower. Do you say Atma is unknown? We won't say, unknown is that which is jadam, which requires something else to illumine. We won't say Atma is aviditam or unknown because he is self-effulgent. So in saying that Atma is different from unknown, Shruti says Atma is self-effulgent. In saying Atma is different from the known, it is meant that Atma is the very knower. So Atma is the very self, the very knower who is self-effulgent. That's the idea. That's what he said, viditam jnanena viśayikritam, aviditam ajnanena avrutam. Uh, atma is not, ajnanena avrutaha, atma is not, concealed by no, ignorance. Like the sun. Sun is what? You can say in relative sense, that sun doesn't require anything else to illuminate, nor can we say that the sun is covered by darkness. So sun doesn't require anything else to illuminate, and therefore... It is not vidita nor is sun covered by darkness, so it is not avidita. Atma also doesn't require anything else to illumine and therefore it is not vidita nor is it covered by darkness, it is not avidita. (coughs) Meaning it is self-evident self or self-evident self, self self-evident witness, self-evident knower. Who am I? Self-evident. What is a Brahman? The self-evident knower. So he is Tabhyam Prasak. Prasak means Vilakshanam. Atma is neither Vidita nor Avidita. Bodha Swarupattva Deva because he is the nature of Bodha, he is the nature of knowledge or awareness. (coughs) And again, if you say this, confusion is created. You say that Atma cannot be known and Atma is a knower, alright, but cannot be known. Nanu Vidita. Avidita atirikto bodho nanu huate. So we don't experience this atma. I don't experience atma or awareness because that which is I know what is viditam and I know what is aviditam but atma is different from vidita and avidita. Such an atma is not known by me, he says. Ita How do you say atma is not known by you? Awareness I do not know. How do you say you do not know awareness? Because you have some criterion of knowing something. Therefore you are saying, you cannot say that awareness is not known to you. Because, vidita visheshanasya. See when you say that a part for example is vidita, mean known. So part is what? An object of knowledge, something that is known. Whenever something is known, knowledge is automatically there. Only when there is knowledge in the part, then we say part is known, isn't it? When there is a knowledge of the part then I say part is known so associated with every known object is knowledge without the knowledge a thing cannot be known and so when I say Viditam the whole creation of the objects the world are Vidita are known that means that the knowledge goes along with them unless knowledge is there a thing cannot be known so you can't say I know the part and still Awareness is involved in every form of knowledge. Only when I am aware of the part, then a known part can be known. So, goes along with the knowledge, the awareness will be part. So with every knowledge, the awareness of the object is automatically involved. If awareness were not there, there is no way that you can be aware of something. For me to be aware of something, awareness must be there, isn't it? Otherwise, how can I be aware of something? For me to know something, knowledge must be there. Without that I cannot know something. And so knowledge becomes what? Visheshanam. Knowledge is something that is invariably associated with every form of knowledge. Awareness is something that is associated invariably with everything I am aware of. So, Vedita Visheshanasya, Vedanasya eva bodas Vedanam means knowledge. And knowledge is that which qualifies every form of knowledge, every form of particular knowledge. And so, that knowledge, because of which I am aware of something, itself is what bodhisattvottvāt. That is of the nature of both of the knowledge. Tat anubhava, viśuddhābhi anubhava prasangāt. If you, if you, if you are not aware of awareness, or if awareness is not there, you cannot be aware of something. If knowledge is not there, you cannot know anything. When I know something, automatically, I am, know, I am aware of the knowledge also. Meaning the knowledge automatically is involved in every form of knowledge. Awareness is automatically involved in every form of knowledge. And therefore when I know the part, I automatically know the awareness also. Like saying that, when I know this particular, and I know the glass, then I also know that because of which the glass is known, namely light. So light is that which limits the glass, in this illustration. When I know the glass, I have to know the light, otherwise the glass cannot be known. When I know the microphone, I have to know the light which illumines the microphone, otherwise microphone cannot be known. As a matter of fact, what we know is the light in the form of microphone. Or we, we know the light in the form of this glass. So when we know an object, we automatically know the light that illumines the object. Now we are talking about different kind of a light. When I know the microphone, I know another light also. Which is that light? The light of my eyes. Because of which the microphone is known. But then when I know the eyes, there is another light, light of my mind. When mind is known, there is another light, light that is awareness. And therefore, light that is awareness is because of which the microphone, the glass or part, anything is illumined. And therefore, awareness has to be first there, then alone I can be aware of something. So just as I know the light, when I know the object that is illumined, I know the awareness when the part is illumined. Otherwise, the awareness of the part cannot take place. So knowledge of atma is involved in and through every form of knowledge. Awareness is involved in and through every form of knowledge. And therefore, you cannot say that I do not know awareness. Had you not known awareness, you would not have known any object at all. You can't say I don't know the light. If I had not known the light, I would not know any object that is illuminating light. And so also had I not known awareness, I would not be aware of anything. So, when I know part, automatically the knowledge of the awareness is known along with it. <coughs> so Vedanascheva bodasvarupattvat tad anuho abhavai Vedana meaning the awareness of the knowledge. If that is not known, vidyadasyavi Abhava Prasangat, then viditam meaning etc., such thing also cannot be known. And therefore, you have to accept that awareness is involved constantly in every form of knowledge. Knowledge is involved whenever any object is known. So whenever there is a known, the knowledge is automatically involved. When I know a known, I also know the knowledge. When I know I am some, something aware of, I also know the awareness. When I know something that is illumined, I also know the illumination. Just as when I see the part, I know the light with which the part is illumined. And so also when I know the part, I automatically know the awareness with which the part is illumined. without that awareness, I could not have been aware of the part. (coughs) So in the experience of part, the experience of awareness automatically involved. Just as in experience of the microphone, the experience of light is automatically involved, and so also in the experience and knowledge of part, perception of part, that light, uh, knowledge of the light or knowledge of awareness is automatically involved. And therefore, you cannot say that awareness is never experienced or knowledge is never experienced. It is ever experienced. In fact, only when it is first experienced that anything else can be experienced. Idam cannot be experienced unless Aham is there. Idam is this, cannot be known unless, cannot exist unless Aham is there. So, aham is always there i means i is always there and therefore i is first experienced and then alone anything else is experienced and even when anything else is not experienced then also the i continues to be experienced and when everything else is experienced then also i is experienced it is <coughs> he says that with with i mean in a jocular fashion or making fun of the person you know <coughs> this the author here makes fun of the person who says that i do not i have no experience of knowledge how can you say you don't have experience of knowledge when you say that you know Ghata, apata, etc automatically you have the experience of knowledge because without that then knowledge would not have been possible and therefore it is said here in 19th verse <coughs> Bodha Pyanubhavo yasya. Bodhianubhavo yasya Nakatan Chana Jayate Nakatam Bodhaya Chastram Loshtam Narasamakritam not a very kind language, but anyway. Bodhe api anubhavah yasya na kathanchana jayade Bodhe api says yasya mandasya Bodhe api ghatadis furana roope Anubavaha saakshatkaara kathanchana katham api jayade So bodhe means knowledge of ghatapata etc Ghatadis Furana roope Bodhe means ghatadis furanam When I know such objects as ghatapata Pata, matha etc then also one fails to note the awareness because of which that awareness takes place when I fail to make a note of that when I fail to make the note of the light because of which an object is illumined when I know it, an object such as chair automatically the knowledge of light is involved and still I say that I do not know the light I know the chair all right but I do not know the light I know the ghat all right but I do not know the awareness I know the object all right, I do not know the knowledge. And then, he is, what is the per, nature of this person, tam he is not really a man or a person, he is only a person or a human being in, in that form. So lostam, lostavaj jaram. means a clod of earth, he is always like as good as a clod of earth alone. Because even such a simple thing doesn't go in his mind, meaning he is a mud-headed person who cannot understand such a simple thing that how can atma be missed whenever you know something how can you say that knowledge is not there how can you miss the knowledge and so if you miss the knowledge in every form of knowledge you are as good as a person made of mud meaning that your buddhi is as good as mud you mud-headed person so lohishtam lohishtabajjalam manushyam shastram kasam bodhay? even the shastra also cannot teach or who can teach him shastra either way how can shastra teach a person like that who does not even understand and does claims that he does not know the knowledge he doesn't have experience of atma it's like saying i do not experience myself how can you say you do not experience yourself the moment you experience something the experience of i is automatically involved otherwise how can you experience anything still says i do not experience myself he says there's no way that one can teach a person like that. <clears throat> and that is concluded in the verse 20. Is, mm-hmm. Knowledge is not known. This kind of statement is means it's a contradiction. It's a contradiction in terms saying that the knowledge is not known. So along with an illustration, it says your statement that Bodhona te, that knowledge is not known. That statement is comparable to other statement. You know, we're saying how it is contradictory, self-contradictory. And this, in this this illustration is given me, verse twenty here. Jikwa Meshtyanavet Yuktihi. Lajjayaikevalam jaya yaya i kewalamya
1: Boddhavya
2: Idita Drushi. Jihwame Astinava. He is asking this question. Do I have a tongue or not? I don't know. Do I have a tongue or not? This is what he's asking, you know this kind of statement do i have a tongue or not Kevalam is merely a shameful expression you know so say that do i have a tongue or not that knowledge is not known by me i do not experience myself and i have to know i have to know the knowledge I, I do not know the knowledge and I have to know the knowledge that kind of a statement is as contradictory as saying that
0: do
2: I have tongue or not <clears throat> this kind of a statement my do I have a tongue or not if someone says then also it is what is really funny it just makes him you know uh, ridiculous so how that statement is ridiculous? And so also, na buddhimatpa When someone makes a statement like that, it doesn't show his great intelligence. Na buddhimatpa Doesn't reveal any great intelligence on his part. On the other hand, reveals what? Only stupidity on the part of the fellow who asks this question. Do I have tongue? We can ask this to children, of course. Tell, do I have tongue or not? You know, says, open your mouth, then I can tell you. Well. <laughs> Do I have the tongue or not? A child may be confused, you know And child may think that perhaps You have to see the tongue to determine whether it is there or not But otherwise, it doesn't show great intelligence This kind of a question Jikvayavina bhasana Bhashana he Jikva must be first there before bhasana can take place A tongue must be there first before any kind of a speech can take place And similarly also, I must be there first before any kind of knowledge can take place. evam maya itaf param to say that I do not know bodha knowledge and I have to know it iti tadrshi lajja hetu eva that kind of a statement also is lajja hetu is only cause embarrassment just lajja that's a better word so how it, is? it causes embarrassment and so also to say that I do not know knowledge is just the same kind of causing embarrassment. Without you, without the nature of knowledge or awareness, how can you say that I am not aware of myself? For you to say that I am not aware of myself, you are aware of the non-awareness of yourself anyway. Even in saying that I am not aware of myself, awareness is involved, understand? Because for me to say that I am not aware of myself, I am aware of the absence of awareness. When I say that I don't see uh, a part, meaning what? I see the absence of part. I am not aware of the part when I say, meaning that I am aware of the absence of part. So How can you say I am not aware of the part? I am not aware of that. Do you know this? I am not aware of that. Did you hear this? I am not aware of that. Okay? If you are not aware of that, at least you are aware of the absence of awareness. Meaning, even in my statement that I am not aware of something, awareness is expressed. I never knew this that also shows knowledge what our absence of knowledge and therefore unless the knowledge is there even the statement that I do not know is not possible because for me to say that I do not know something there also is a knowledge which is by that very awareness and therefore unless awareness of knowledge is there even this kind of a statement on my part that I do not know something is not possible I don't know myself that requires that you must be there I don't know myself, how can I say? Only when that self is. The karta also is I, and the one who does, then what is not known also is I. That I must be there both as gnana as ashraya, as, as well as jnana vishaya, otherwise, that this statement also cannot be made. So gnana ashraya meaning, the very locus of the knowledge is I, and that is involved in every form of knowledge, and that is how it is known. <coughs> Tad vyavahar otherwise no Vyavahara is possible at all and therefore I of the nature of knowledge or awareness is ever there is ever known that's in fact that alone is known anyway actually whatever else I know is nothing but the same awareness appearing in different forms just as there is light that appears in different colors and that alone I know or colors which alone appear in different forms which I know So also, also it is awareness alone that appears in all these different names and forms and therefore Unless awareness is, even for me to feel that I don't know, even that kind of a question would not be there. And so, awareness is ever known, because it is self-effulgent. If you have to make an effort to know awareness, you can say, I do not know. Like, I can say that I don't see the color, because some effort is needed, some instrument of knowledge is needed to see the color. If I don't have that instrument of knowledge, I may not know it. But what instrument of knowledge is needed to know yourself? It is self-effulgent and therefore no instrument of knowledge is needed, no effort also is needed because you are shining all the time. And that is how you have to know that I am self-effulgent, I am ever shining, and that is my nature. So that ascertainment of that nischa is necessary, not that you have to see yourself as self-shining. How can you see that? Because you are the self-shining one and therefore you cannot objectify, you cannot objectify yourself. You have to know that I am the self-effulgent awareness, and that is the mischief that is to arise in me. <coughs> okay.
0: Om, Puranamadhaf, Puranamidham, Puranath, Puranamudhachyadeh. पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाये
2: पूर्णमेवावशिष्ये ओम शांति 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 ही
0: संकरम संकराचार्यम केशवं बाधरायनम
2: सूत्रभाष्कर तौ भगवन्तौ ईश्वरो गुरु Murti Bheda Vyoma Vyomavad
0: Vyapta Dehaya Dakshinamurtaye Namahan Om Shantish
2: Harihi Om Sri Guru Namahan Harihi Om